0: yeah yeah I think if I knew the answer to that fully um I'd probably be working on that right now but uh I think you know there there's definitely scope to improve our base materials you know we again we we've chosen these materials because they're they're decent they provide basic mechanical functionality so that we can make them into a variety of shapes relatively easily again, I hate casting things, but like relatively easily like I think a, a a really interesting breakthrough would be if we could get our printable materials up to the same standard as even those basic materials that would be a good first step because the you know the the, the printed materials that we have on our polyjets are really really good in terms of we can spit out lots of designs very quickly and physically characterize a design space to some extent but the you know the the elongation at break for example um the the basic mechanical properties of these printed materials are still not where we need them to be and if we can do if we can get them the printed materials up then um it means that we can just explore these design spaces a lot more freely and and we can th- make things that are more useful um a lot of the the kind of printed things that we that we create at the moment, um, we subsequently recreate them. You know, Once we found a good morphology through printing, we then recreate it in casting. Um, but if we do that, we can't do like multi-material very easily, for example. And the PolyJet lets us do very simple multi-material <laughs> builds that are really nice. You know, variable wall thicknesses and all of this stuff, which I think is a key to unlocking this sort of material computing that we need. I think. I think the answer is in additive or subtractive manufacture, rather than in c- casting and molding. Um, but to bring them together, um, interesting, I think you, so, so one thing to think about is kind of like, the philosophy of, of soft robotics, which, you know, to me, um, is the philosophy of embodied cognition embodied cognition has all of these components that we've mentioned. Um, but the actual implementation of embodied cognition algorithms, again, is is quite scant in the literature. And if I was looking for a way to tie all of these things together, the first thing that I would do was develop a a mature framework that allows us to consider you know, maturations in these different elements, but also what happens at the interfaces between them, material plus morphology, you know, material and morphology plus control in the environment and all of these different, uh, you know, they are in a way silos, but when you break that down, that's that's the, the cool stuff. And that's, I think, having a framework in which to, where, where people have some kind of, degree of agreement um well you know because if i say i do embodied intelligence and 10 other people say they do it they probably have 10 different definitions in their head of what that is um so having like a like i say, just a framework where we can say look refer to figure one and this is what i mean when i say i'm talking about embodied cognition and then if we do that that allows us to transfer those ideas uh, meaningfully into the field and it might you know ideally it would lead to future research directions that would uh, answer the really really difficult question that you asked me